The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruah Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the Mitzvot Today's Dap is being dedicated by our dear friends From Aventura, Florida Mr. Roger and Raquel Baghdadi Hashem Alehem Yehiu Amen Daf Nun Today's Dap is being studied Le'ilu Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther, Ruach Hashem, Tenechanu, Began Aiden, Amen. Today's daf is being studied, Le'alun Ashmat, Amen, Uchimet, Shenefted, Bekitsur, Yamin, Veshanim, Mazal, Batfrida, Ruach Hashem, Tenechanu, Began Aiden, Amen. We begin today's daf on Nundalit Amud Bet, and we are three lines from the bottom. Our Gemara on yesterday's daf ended off with a a question. The Gemara talked about Rosh Chodesh. That came out on Shabbat. So the Gemara said that they would sing the song of Rosh Chodesh and they would not sing the song of Shabbat when they're bringing the Qurban, Tamid. They would sing songs every day, the So from the fact that they sang the Rosh Chodesh song and not the Shabbat song, the Gemara posed the question against Ravaha. Ravaha said that for every Musaf, you had extra Tikiot. Uh, from here you see. That for every Musaf they sing a song, and during the song they blew the Tikiot. He says, No, the Shkodesh Shaliyah B'Shabbat, they only sang the Shkodesh song. So it's much they only blew nine Tikiot. The Gemara says, No, 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 they sang both songs. And both songs, Elawat, they put the Shkodesh song first. Ah, what about Tadir V'Shein or Tadir? The Gemara says, No, because they wanted to make it uh, obvious and evident to the people that it's Shkodesh. So how do you make it evident? Because the people don't know it's Rosh Chodesh. They didn't, maybe some people didn't see the moon last night. So how do you make it evident? You put the Rosh Chodesh on first. It was, oh, okay, must be Rosh Chodesh today. So the Gemara was assuming that that was the Heker that they made for the people so they'll know it's Rosh Chodesh. So the Gemara asked on this, Is this the Hekera that they do? What do you mean? We learned in another place there was a different Heker that they made so the people will know that it's Rosh Chodesh. What was it? Nitnan, we learned the name Mishnah. The uh, fat, fats, limbs of the Tamid Shil Shachar. Remember there was a whole process the way they brought the Qurban. They would bring it up the ramp and they would take it up the ramp on the eastern side of the ramp and they would leave them in the uh, eastern side uh, more than halfway down at the halfway mark, a little lower than the halfway mark of the ramp and they would leave them there till they did some more services and they would continue to bring them up the ramp Veshil Musafin and where would they put the Qurban Musaf parts? Nitanin Mahatsi Kevesh Ulmata Oh, it was say Shabbat, right? So they would place the Musaf Mahatsi Kevesh from half the uh, Kevesh Ulmata on the west side 
So when you looked at the campus at a certain point in the morning, you saw, you saw, well, not Tamid, in the morning is on the east, you have the Musaf's Qurban uh, is on the west, both equally in the same spot on the Kevish. And then the Quran would continue the process and bring the Tamid first, and then we bring the Musaf, and then it says, Bashir Rosh Hodesh, the Tanin Ta'at Karkova Mizbeah Mata. Now, the Karkov, we learned, was the a ledge, that's the sovev, right? That was where the Kohen would stand, actually. Now, the Karkov was really two-thirds up the Mizbeah. So they would place the Rosh Chodesh Korban higher than the Tamid, and higher than the Musaf of Shabbat. And the Gebarah says, Ve'amar of Yohanan, Rosh Chodesh The reason why they did that is so everybody will be evident to them that Rosh Chodesh was established. Because when the guy looked at the Kedesh, you saw the Tambid and the Musab of Shabbat, and on top, you see the Rosh Chodesh, so the, 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 another Korban. So, oh, it must be Rosh Chodesh today. So that was, that was the Siman. So make up your mind. Was it the Siman of the Shir that went first? Or was it the fact that they placed the Korban in Rosh Chodesh? Oh, you want the Mizbaya? Kebara says, Tre Hekera Avdinan. Oh, there was two Hekera. The Hazeh Hai, Hazeh. The which means if you saw this, you saw this. If you didn't see that, you saw the other one. Which means they did it to be safe. If the guy saw the uh, shir, they good, so he's covered. Now he knows the holiday. Maybe some guy wasn't around for the shir, so he saw the kevish. So therefore, he, he give options to a person to to see it. Okay. Comes the gemara for the metive. We have a question. Again, we're asking questions now on the opinion of Rav Acha. Rav Acha was the one that said that when you have two Musafin on one day, each Musaf gets nine tikiot. That's the Gemara based on this daf is going to challenge and question that opinion. <laughs> we know that on Shabbat, Musaf, you blow the tikiot. Shabbat, Bifna'at 1. Regular Shabbat during the year, when they bring the Qurban Tamid, they blow. Rosh Chodesh, Bifna'at 1. Rosh Chodesh falls out during the week. You blow the Shabbat. That's already Pesukim. So the Gemara says, Yaakov, do you think just like you blow on Shabbat, Bifna'at 1, and Rosh Chodesh, Bifna'at 1, Kach you tokin al-kol Musaf or Musaf? Do you think you blow also on every Musaf? Meaning if it's Shabbat, Rosh Chodesh simultaneously. Do you think you blow... Twice? So this is exactly our subject. So the Gemara says, Tamud Omar, Ubrashe Hochechem. We have a Pasuk. So Ubrashe Hochechem. It says, Vili Ubiom, Subhatchem, Ubadechem. Ubrashe Hochechem, Utkate, Bahasoserot, you blow this of the trumpets, Al Olotechem, when you bring the Kola, Bazafai Shamechem. Now we don't know what the question is yet, but the Gemara seems to use this pasuk as a refutation against the Bahat to the extent the Gemara says, Rabbi This is a knockout punch, this is a knockout blow, refutation. So the Gemara says, What's the limud here? What's, what, what's exactly the question? You called me a pasuk, how does that show me that you only blow one time on Shabbat Rosh Chodesh? The Gemara says, "Amar Abaye, Amar Kera Ubrashe Chodchechem," which means regarding the Rashi Chodchechem, Rashi is plural, so it's comparing Hukshu Kol Chodashim Kulam Zelaze. It's comparing all the Rashi Chodashim to each other. In that, what sense? That just like 
a regular Chodesh you blow one, so to Shabbat Chodesh you blow one. Ubrashe Kotchechem. Odrashe Odashim are similar to each other. Ukshu Zenazeh. Right? Rashi says, Le'anyan Tiki'ot, She Tiki'otehem Shavot. That's that's Abayyaz interpreting. That's why it's a question on Rabbacha. Rabbashe Amar, Rabbashe Zahar, give me a different proof. Ketiv, Chodchechem. Chodchechem is actually Chodesh Shelachem, which is singular. Your month. Uchtiv, Ubrashe. Ubrashe is plural. Right? So the heads of your month. Really, the Pasuk should be plural. How would you make the Pasuk plural? So let's say you put a Yud. Chodshechem, if there's a Yud there, then it's Chodashim Shelachem. But the Pasuk does not have a Yud in there. Or it does not have a Sere. So therefore, as it says, if it has a Sere, it's also considered as if there's a Yud there. But being that it has a Sheva, Chodshechem, that makes it singular. So make up your mind, Ubrashe, on the heads of your month. So the Vashayah says, Ve'eze Chodesh Yeshlo Shnerashim. Which month has two heads? Have you made Zero Shoshanah? That's Rosh Hashanah, because it's the beginning of the year, and it's also the beginning of the month. And what is the Pasuk saying? The Torah calls the Rasheh, the case that has two heads, it calls it one month. Which means it's considered one. Therefore, Rosh Hashanah, you only bring, you bring two Kurbanot, of course, one for the Musaf, but the point, two Musafim, but the point is what? You only blow... Once. So that's a question against Dabaha. Or actually even more. Maybe you only bring one Qurban. But the point is you don't blow two times on Rosh Chodesh, which is Rosh Hashanah. According to Rabbah, he says, what do you mean? You blow one for Rosh Chodesh, one for Rosh Hashanah, and if it falls on Shabbat, you blow one for Shabbat. Here it's saying, no, even if you have a month, that's Rasheh, has many heads, it's only considered one month, and you only blow one. So that's the proof. Another question. So can I understand that question that we asked above? When the Pasuk said, Now you understand the derash of it. It's either according to Abaye that all the months are compared to each other, all those chodesh are compared to each other, it's always one set of blowing, or the month that has two heads, which is Rosh Hashanah that has two heads, it's Rosh Hashanah plus Rosh Hashanah, and still it's considering it one, and therefore you only blow one. Therefore it's a tiyufta against Lavacha. Comes the Gibran says, Tanya, we have a bright, and that is bright over is going to discuss the songs that they sang in the Beit HaMikdash on the holiday of Sukkot. Again, every day the Beit HaMikdash was a Shir Shilyom, that the Levim would sing. Now we're going to give you the list of songs that the Levim would sing during the Qurban Tabid of holiday of Sukkot. The Gebra says, Tanya, we have a bright time. First day of Cholom Moed Sukkot. What was the song that they used to sing? Havud Hashem B'nai Elim. Avud Hashem in Elim, Avud Hashem Kavod Aoz, Ishtavud Hashem, Badrat Kodesh. That's Tehilim, Chavtet. Why they, what's the Hadush of that? Because it says in that chapter, Kol Hashem Alamayim. Talks about the water. And since on the first day of Holomay, that's when you start the Mitzvah of Nisuch HaMayim, Subhabit HaShoyimah. So they would sing a uh, chapter of the Tehilim that refers to the water. 
Okay, so that's the first one. Sahabi the Shoeba. Bashini, second day of Holam, what was the song? Ma you umrim? Urasha Amar Elohim. And the Pedri Pasuk says, Malikha lisaper hukai, but the sabiriti alefika. That's uh, actually Tehilim Gimal. Which the. Tehilim uh, Nun would be better. Which is the Pasuk is really saying over here, and God says to the Rasha, what are you, what are you uh, speaking my statutes? Tadah giving rebuke to the Rasha, which means the Kohanim, Sadevim, sing this song in the Beit HaMikdash on the second of Halloween when people start coming to the Beit HaMikdash. So the Kohanim are giving them rebuke. What do you think? You're just coming to the Beit HaMikdash over here? If you're a Rasha, God doesn't want you here. You're going to come to the Beit HaMikdash on the holiday? You have to make Teshuvah. If you make Teshuvah, then already God will allow you to come to His house. So it's like a rebuke in the song that makes sure if you're coming to visit Hashem, God wants you to make repentance. That's the way that she understands. Furthermore, let's read Rashi together. Rasha Amar, the Cholam is more the Vrek Kivushin to Musar. Then Esafim the Azra, the Mitzvah Tahag. The people come to the Azra for Halde. Bismehim, Simchat Tahag, and they're happy. O Mukhim, Pasuk rebukes them. Malikal is a Pechukai. Kilomar, Lam Malikal of all the Bayids, in Shar Ami, in Kahoze Bechuba. If you're not going to make the Shuba. The Pasuk also talks about a person fulfilling his vows to God. Meaning he makes a vow to bring a certain Qurban, you have to pay his debts. We have a law called which means the guy makes a vow, let's say, on Pesach to bring a Qurban. So he has three holidays to bring the Qurban. If he doesn't bring it by the third holiday, he's in contempt, he's guilty. So you have Pesach. Shavuot Sukkot. So if you go in order, Sukkot is the third holiday that now his debt is due. So they read that chapter that also talks about the mitzvah of paying your debts on time. Okay? Good. The Sofa Mizmor, that she says, the end of the Mizmor is what? Zobayah Toda Yechabedanini. The person that brings the Thanksgiving Qurban brings Kavot Hashem. The Sam Derech Ar Enu. The Sam Derech Ar Enu. So the, the Gemara in a different place learns from this word, the Sam Derech. Don't read it, the Sam Derech. But read the Pasuk, the Sham Derech. To teach you that a person has to evaluate his ways in this world. It's the Sham Derech. Someone that evaluates his ways in this world, at Enu B'Yesha Elohim. He will see the salvation of God. That's also an allusion to that pastor. When they come into the Beit HaMikdash, we're telling the people, Visham Derech, make sure you uh, evaluate your ways. That's the second day. On the third day, third day, what was the song? That's Tidim Tzaddi Dalit. Now, on the third day of Cholamwed, they sang Pesukim from Tidim Tzaddi Dalit. What did they sing on the fourth day? Of Cholamu'ed, Binu Bo'arim Ba'am, Uxilim, Matai Taskil. That's also Tehidim Tzadi Dalid. So they wouldn't even sing whole chapters. They would sing pieces of the same chapter on consecutive days. That as she points out, they're actually singing these songs out of order. Because the Pasuk, Miyakumni uh, Imede'im, comes after the Pasuk of Binu Bo'arim Ba'am. But Binu Bu'ayim Ba'am, they sing on the fourth day, while Miyakumni Imiri'im, they sing on the third day. So Rashi tells us why. Look at Rashi. Miyakumni Imiri'im. Ubinu Bu'ayim B'mezmore Had. They're all in the same uh, chapter. Right. Ubinu Bu'ayim Mugdam. 
third day they put the later pasuk they sing why this talks about the tsarot that Benesil endured during the second bet the Jewish people were subjugated on the green the Greeks, the Persians, the Romans Malkam, but they still came to the Beit Hamikdash, and they were happy on Sukkot, and they rejoiced. Umid Palelim, and what was the prayer that they said? Miyakum lanu latzilenu min amirayim ha'ele. Miyakum li mirayim. Who's going to save me from these reshaim, from these wicked people? Dulei Hashem azrat ali. If God would not come to my aid, kemaat shachenadu manavshi. Which means I would, uh, I would be silenced. I would be, I would be finished. Imamarti mata ragli. I was saying that my, my, my legs are going to crumble. Your consolation is my uh, is my I, I, I toy in your in your consolation, which means I continue to exist only God because of your consolation. Which means even though we have sarot, even though we're suffering. People on the second bet of said, "We're still coming to enjoy your uh, your consolation." That the second day, meaning on the fourth day, they would say, "Binu Ba'arim Ba'am." Now, what is Binu Ba'arim? Literally means uh, burn. Ba'arim, Binu, be smart. Those that are being burning, those that are Ba'arim. What does it mean? Because in Sukkot time, that's the time you're obligated to give your tzedakot. That's when the people would gather the wheat from their fields. So you have to start giving all your entitlements to the Anin. That's when you have to give up your Maserishon and all your Masrot. So they would uh, tell the uh, people on the fourth day of Sukkot, make sure you do the Bi'ur. Bi'ur means get rid of all your Sadaqa uh, obligations and pay them. And then uh, the end of that chapter says, The one that gave you the ears. You don't think he can hear? Hayosir Ayin, the one that created the eyes. Hello, you beat? Don't you think he can see you? Because a guy might say, eh, How does God know if I give my ma'asarot or not? <laughs> That's between me and myself. He doesn't know if I paid my, uh, my sedaka or not. So the Hadid Gusquani would read the Pasuk, Hayosir Ayin, Hello, you beat? What do you think? God doesn't see you. You think God doesn't know what, uh, what you're doing? So the fourth day's chapter was Musar for the people, Binu Bu'arim. Make Bi'ur, meaning pay your. That's to the charity. Okay? We continue. No, 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 no. This is a Sukkot. I was a Sukkot. That's when they harvested the fields. You have to remember, it was farming industry in those days. It wasn't money. So they, 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 the the tzedakah they gave was wheat. It was produce. So when did they uh, harvest? That was Sukkot time. They collected the uh, the produce. So therefore, that's what they would have to settle up with the Mani'im. Mahabishi, on the fifth day, of Cholamoyed, what did they say? Ma'ayu Omrim, Hasiroti Misebel Shechmo. Hasiroti Misebel Shechmo, that she says, Devre Tanhuminen. These were words of consolation. In Tisku Basara, in Tisku, if you have the Zechu, Basara Karata, you'll call to God out in your time of need, Vahalaseka, and God will save you. Heyancha Besetiram, Ebhoncha Amem Riba. God will answer you, and He will uh, give you the Meribah. What is Meribah? Meribah is the waters that are being judged. There's a judgment of water on the Sukkot. 
לפי מה שאנו בוחנך, which is God's according to the way I uh, test you or uh, uh, analyze you, according to your deeds, if so, I'll, I'll make our judgment on the water. Because at that time, Sukkot, they prayed for the waters. They need them. God says, just pray, open your mouth, and I'll fill it. End up you'll have good produce with wheat. So that's again, a, obviously a, a sukkah related mizmor. On the sixth day, what would they say? Yimotu kol mosle aris. What is it referring to? That she says, Bimizmor Elohim nisab el. Okay? That's actually Tehidim Pebet. Yomim kol amizmor. Hashem shkatubo ani varash asdiku. You have to give the tzedakah to the poor people. Elu maaserot. That's referring to the maaserot that you have to give on all. Eshekein hu nidrash bechodin tzedik b'shelecha v'tendo. They're walking in darkness. The person doesn't uh, put his mind to understand things. It's like a person walking in darkness. That's referring to the A person doesn't analyze his ways. So what's going to happen? He, uh, he ends up... That's uh, there's four times a year that Hasbeth Shalom, it says, pestilence becomes uh, um, rampant. And one of the times that he have after Sukkot is over. Why? When a person steals money that he owes to the Anim and doesn't pay them, he causes curse to come to the world and hunger. So therefore the Quranim are going to rebuke the people. Pay attention, you must not call the Aris. If you don't give your tzedakot, if you don't, uh, to save the, the poor people, God's going to bring David on the, uh, on the nation. Okay. So basically, that takes care of the six days of Cholamu'id. Right, it's a seven day holiday. The first day is on Israel. First day is on Tov. Six days, uh, Cholamu'id. That takes care of the whole, uh, Cholamu'id. Shabbat, now let's say one of the days of Cholamud is Shabbat. So Yimotu Yidheh. So what you do is, you get rid of the last day. You get rid of the Mizmor of Yimotu. Meaning, on Shabbat you had a special Mizmor. Let's say Shabbat is the third day. So you start the first day, whatever the Mizmor is. The second day, whatever the Mizmor is. The third day, you don't sing the Mizmor of the third day. You sing the Mizmor of Shabbat. Now on the fourth day, you sing the third day's song, and you continue. So basically, by the time you get to the sixth day, you're cutting off the last song. Yimotu is the mezuzah that is cut out. Right? So you just pick up Shabbat, you do its own thing, and you pick up where you left off, and continue. Right? That's, the, uh, that's the principle. Now, we continue. Rav Safra came along to give you a siman, how are you going to remember the Mizmorim? What to say? So the Siman was Humbahi. What's the Siman Humbahi? Havul Hashem is the Heh. The Vav is Ulrasha Amar. The Mem is Miyakum Li Mirain. The Bet is Binu Bo'arim Ba'am. The Heh is Hasiroti Mesevil Shikmo. And the Yud is Yimotu. 
So the way you remember the six mizmorim that they sang, hum bahi, rapata manah biusimana. Rapata had a different siman. He said hum habi. He put the first three were the same. It's four and five. He had reversed. Okay, right. He had hasiroti first, and then binu baharim baam. Okay, it says whom bahi or whom habi. Look what the order of the uh, days were. Now, how are you going to remember who said what? See, how do I know that Rav Safra is the one that said whom bahi? So the Gemara says the simanach, the siman to remember that Rav Safra was the one that said whom bahi that the bed came before the hair. Ambuha the safra. There's a phrase that I guess was common in those days. A safra is a school teacher. Ambuha is the is the troops of the school teacher. Meaning, uh, next to the school teacher, there's a lot of people. There's the parents dropping the kids off to school and the kids and all that. So they call that commotion next to a school teacher. Ambuha the safra. The troops that are next to the school teacher. Now, how do you say the word ambuha? The bed comes before the head. So Ambuha, who's the one that puts the bed before the head? The Safra. Safra is Safra. So therefore that uh, statement would be a way to remember uh, who said what. In any event, the Gebarah says, Tiyufta, Dravacha, Baranina, Tiyufta. You see, you have a question, a reputation against Dravacha. Uh, What's the question? Rashi, Tiyufta, Dravacha, De'amar, Tukhina, Kol Musaf. According to Rabbi Chai said, every Musaf, you have a Tikiot, Alma, Da'amal Lechon Echad Shiro. When did they blow the Tikiot again? They blew the Tikiot during the Shir, during the song. Now here we're learning that when Shabbat comes out on one of the days of Cholam Ho'ed, you cut out, Yimotu, Alma, Lo Amru B'Shvat Shechol, Wad Ela Shir Shel Shabbat. Shabbat on Shabbat itself, you're saying, one Mizmor. Now, if you're saying one mizmor, that means what? You only did one set of tikiot. Which, if it would have said on the Shabbat of Sukkot, you do the Shabbat song, and it's also Sukkot, and sing the Sukkot song. Don't, don't cut off anything. It's still the third day of Sukkot, whatever day it is. And the fact is, you, you, you're cutting out your motu, that means that you're skipping one of the songs of the rotation. It's on Shabbat, you're only doing one song. That means you're only blowing. Once. You're only blowing once. I get another refutation against. Comes to and says, hold it. Rav Aha, he didn't make this up. If you remember, on the last Amud, Rav Aha actually brought Pesukim to support his view. The Pesukim that he brought were, it says, It says, and the Levim are going to blow the trumpets. So he said, what do you mean? It says already, Utkatem Bahasosurat. What does that have to repeat? Yitkiu Bahasosurat. So the repetition of the Basu teaches me that they have to blow twice sometimes. What? When you have a case of Rosh Hashanah, Shahadu Bishabbat, they blow twice. So he had Pisukim to support his uh, opinion. And not only that, the Pisukim were brought in a Braita. Mm. So the Gemara is going to say, yeah, you're knocking out Ravacha. What do you do with his Pasuk? What do you do with his Braita? The Gemara says, Veha Ravacha Barhanina Kra Umatnita Kamar. He's got Pesukim to support his opinion, and he's also got a Braita. So Amar Ravina, we learned the Pesuk different than you did. You learned that extra Pesuk teaches you that you have to uh, blow extra Tikiot, blow an extra nine. Nah, Lomar, 
ma'arichin betekiot. We learn this to mean that you are ma'arich betekiot. That you just have to blow the tekiot a little longer. Which means you blow the same nine. But just blow them longer. Why? So the Rashi explains over here like this. Rashi explains like this. Uh-huh. The, I'm giving you the Pirush of Rashi based on the uh, Rashash is emendation on Pirush Rashi. And then we'll read it inside. But the Rashash is bottom line Pirush of Rashi of what this Gemara means is as follows. They used to sing the Shir after they finished uh, the Nesicha. They would pour the Nesucha Yain, I guess on Sukkot, plus the Nesuch Hamayim, right? Now, which is normally they would sing the song during one nisuch, one pouring. But by the time the nisuch was over, the shir was done. However, there's two musafs, there's two korbanot, you had an additional nisuch. So therefore, you had to sing the song longer. Why? So the song will end with the end of the second nisuch. Now we know, when did they blow the shofar? At the time of the singing. So if the song got longer, the tikiot also had to be longer in order to finish with the nisuch. So therefore, that's what it means. Uh, when it says in the pasuk, it means certain times you'll have to blow, not extra. But the tikiot that you're blowing have to blow for a longer period of time in order to coincide with the finishing of the two nisuchim that are going to be poured. That's the way the Rashash understands uh, what the she is saying. That's one answer. Next answer, Rabbanat de Kisri, Meshemed, Rab Aha, Amri, Lomar, Shemarbe Betokin. Hedush is, you have more trumpeteers. Which means normally you have uh, uh, two Levi'im uh, blowing the shofarot. But on the holiday where you have two Musafin, the mitzvah is bring more uh, people with trumpets. Again, they're blowing the same nine nine sounds. But just be because it's uh, you know more uh, more special. Okay, that she says Okay, that says Minimum you had two trumpeteers. But on a day where you had an additional musaf, then already you had you can go at Olam, you can go up to a hundred, you can go up to a thousand, there's no, there's no limit. So basically there's three interpretations of this pasuk. You have Rabaha, he learned Bahasusurut, Yitki'u, an additional nine for the extra musaf. You have these two opinions, either saying, no, 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 no. You just blow longer, or you add trumpeteers to the, uh, to the band. Okay, we continue. New point. Be'anan. Te'itlan tre'yomeh. We have two days of Yom Tov, which means we're in Galut. Okay? So the first two days are Yom Tov. Okay, then we start Cholam on the third day. So the Gemara says, Hechi avdinan. What do we do? And what's the Gemara's question? What do we do regarding, regarding what? So the Gemara says, regarding Sefer Torah. Because the Sefer Torah reading on Cholam Mo'ed, 
Let's say in Eris Israel. It's very simple. On the first day of Sukkot Yerid, the 15th day. The second day is Bayom Hashini. The third day, Bayom Hashini Shi. Bayom And you continue, there's no brainer. Here in Galut, the first two days, you have to say, Even though the second day is really the 16th, but it's a Safik, maybe it's the 15th. So now on the third day, what do you start with? Do you start with Ubayom Hashini? Right? So now you can end up cutting off Bayom Hashini. Right? Because already you're saying Bayom Hashini on the third day. Or do you skip Bayom Hashini and just start with Bayom Hashini? Which means which, which reading gets cut off? Do you cut off number two or do you cut off number seven? Understand again? On the third day of Sukkot, it's not Bayom Hashini, it's Bayom Hashini. But do we say, you know what? Just start from Bayom Hashini and the next day Bayom Hashini, Bayom Hashini, and by, by the last day of Sukkot, you're going to be Bayom Hashini. Okay, but so Shavi'i's cut is cut out. Or, you know, so you're on the third day, start from Bayom Hashini. Cut off Bayom Hashini. So that's the Gibraltar's question. Abayi Amar Shini Abayi says, yeah, push away Shini, meaning start on the second, on the third day of Sukkot, Bayom Hashini, and go to Bayom Hashini. He said, no, you cut off the seventh day. I mean, you start on the third day by Yom HaShini in the reading of the seventh and you cut off by Yom HaShini. So, look at it. We have a proof to Rabbah that's the last day that gets cut off. What's the proof? Very good. Didn't we learn when it came to the Shir of the Levi'im on, on Sukkot? If Shabbat came as one of the days, which Shir did you cut off? The last day. Right? You, you continued in order. Until you got to the last day, which there's no no more anymore. So therefore, you see that it's the last day that gets cut off. So too in the reading, the last day gets cut off. Again, that's not our practice. This is the way uh, the Gemara originally wanted to say that you start with uh, two, and you read three, four, five, six, and the seventh Bayoma Shivi'i is not read. But now the Gemara says at Kin Amemor but Amemor made a takana. In the city of the Hardi'ah, the Middalge Deluge, which literally means you skip backwards. Now, there's uh, different opinions exactly what Amemor meant. Let's read Rashi. Atkin Amemor the Middalge Deluge. See this, the last Rashi? Venim Seu, Kulan Omdim. If you're going to follow this skipping backwards method, Kulam Omdim, you'll get all the days. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. How? So on the first, on the second day of Cholamu'ed, on the first day of Cholamu'ed, which is the third day of the holiday. Now, for us, it's a safik. Is it day two or day three? Because if the second day of the holiday is Yom Tov Rishon, so then Yom Tov Rishon, so it's really the second day of the holiday. So this first day of Cholam Mu'ed is Safik 2, Safik 3. Bayom Shri, Bayom Shri, Safik Shri, Safik Shri, Ul Mahar, on the second day of Cholam Mu'ed, Omrim, Bayom Shri, Ubayom Arabi'i. So again, on the second day of Cholam Mu'ed, it's Safik 3. Safik 4. Okay? Okay, and now on the third day of Cholam it's Safik 4. 
So therefore, what you're really doing is you're skipping backwards. That's on the first day of Cholamu'ed, you do you read The next day, you skip backwards and you read again and because that's a safek. On the next day, you read You're always skipping backwards to read what you read the day before. So that's according to what this is saying. That every day you're going to read two readings. Now, we don't know how we're going to split up the olim, because we know there's four olim on Hala Mu'id. So, it's from this, that every ole reads the two safekot. Read it just four times in a row. Why, where did they get this Lashon Deluge? We use this Lashon Barosh Chodesh. Barosh Chodesh, there's not enough Pesukim for four Olim. So the Gemara Megillah says that you read three Pesukim for the first Ole, then the second Ole you go back one Pesuk. You read Va'amarta Lahem a second time. So skipping backwards. That's why he uses the Lashon Deluge. It's a borrowed terminology from the concept of Rosh Chodesh. Now, Rashi comes along and says like this. Rashi comes along and says, and that's his first explanation. He says it's the only aliyat revi'i that reads sefekoshil yom. Which means on the first day of Holomay, the content of his first interpretation, it's bayomashini, bayomashini, bayomashini. Then the fourth guy says bayomashini, bayomashini shi. Because since the fourth oleh, is the order of Cholamu'id. So he's the one that should read the Sefikot. That's his first interpretation here. Kohen reads Bayomashini. Levi reads Bayomashini. Shidishi reads Bayomashini. The fourth order, which is the Cholamu'id order. Mm-hmm. A normal day, you only get on regular Monday, Thursday, there's only three order. The fourth is coming with Ta'am Cholamu'id. So in the fourth order, you read Bayomashini. That's the first interpretation of Rashi. So it's two, 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 three. Yeah. Now, bottom line of Rashi, umikol makom kachayu noagim rabotai. My rabbis had a different minhag. Shenir shonim kurim shenayim sefeke hayom. The first two olim read the two sefekot, meaning aliyat kohen two. Aliyat Levi, three. Shilishi b'farashat yom ha-macholat. Aliyat Shilishi, four. So according to Rashi's rabbis, the custom was two, three, four. She'ena m'sifkat ha-yom klal. And the Aliyat Shilishi that's reading day four, it's not even part of the Super God. V'arivi'i hozir v'koneh mashkru sh'tay merishonim. And the Rivi'i goes back to read two, three. So according to Rashi's rabbis, it's Two, three, four, two, three. Mm-hmm. So the Maftir is always going to read the. Always going to read the Sefikot Shalom, but you read the uh, subsequent days. That's the way the Ashkenazim do as well. So they follow this Madhag that they read on the first day of Cholamu'ed. They already read two, three, four. They're ready on the next day. Now, uh, our Madhag is not like that. Our Madhag is uh, we do. Two, three, three, two, three. Aliyat Kohen reads Sefekosh Yom, that's two. 
the next two olim read the sefikot of three, and they do that twice, and then the rivi'i again reads the both sefikot of two, three. Basically, what you're gaining by this method, no matter what you're following, all the days are going to be mentioned. Because you're mentioning two days. Right? You're going to always get to day seven. Because on Hoshanah Rabbah, you're going to read sefik six, sefik seven, but you're going to get... They said, you're not just reading one day. In the original approach of the Gemara, you're just going to read one. So we want which day you cut off. Do you cut off day two, do you cut off day seven. Here, you're not cutting off anything. You're going to read the Sefeikot on there. So cut it, there's three uh, opinions that were brought down over here. We saw two in Rashi, and then we have our Minhag that we know uh, that's uh, based on also the, the Shoni. Okay, now we go to the Mishnah. And Amud Bet. Now, in order to understand this uh, Mishnah, let us uh, give an introduction and also the Mishnah flows. Basically, in the Beit HaMikdash, we had 24 Mishmarot. Those are the 24 groups that served in the Beit HaMikdash on, uh, during the course of the year. On the holiday, specifically Sukkot, all the Mishmarot came to the Beit HaMikdash and they shared in the service of the Korbanot. Our Mishnah is going to teach us exactly the rotation. How they divided up the Qurbanot of the Hag. Now, let's discuss the Qurbanot of the Hag. On the first day of the holiday, they brought 13 Parim. The Parim are the main uh, Qurban of the holiday. You brought 13 on the first day. You brought uh, Elim Shenayim, two rams, and one goat. So that's already 16. 16 Qurbanot. Plus an additional 14 kevasim, 14 sheep. Now, the 14 kevasim were brought every day. That's a st- standard number. As well as the two elim and the one sa'ir. The par, however, the parim fluctuated. On the first day 13, then it went down to 12, then the next day 11, till you got to the uh, last day of Sukkot where you brought uh, 7. Okay? Now, every mishmar got a chance to bring a par. As a matter of fact, all the Mishmarot got two chances to bring a par. Uh, and most of the Mishmarot even got three chances to bring a par. Why? Because altogether there were 70 parim on the holiday. Okay? Now there are 24 Mishmarot. Okay? So... Uh, how many mishmarot altogether? How many uh, uh, shots? So 20, 40, uh, 60. So you have 72. You have se- in, 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 in rotation, you have 72. Right? The cycle can go, go around. If you go around three times, it's 72. So the last two are not going to bring the uh, korban par three times. Everybody goes around once, rotation, they bring a par. Each mishmarot brought a par. Like we'll discuss the rotation in a minute. Then once they finish the rotation, they start again, everybody brings a part. And they went around the stage a third time. When they got to the last two, those, those last two mishmarot, they're out. They weren't able to bring a third time. Okay, that's basically the rules. Now, let's discuss how they did it. Let's number the mishmarot 1 to 24. Okay? Now, on the first day, you started with the first 16 korbanot. You have the first 13 Mishmarot, I mean, 1 to 13 brought Parim. 13 Parim. Okay, 13 Parim. 1 to 13 are Parim. And then the next one, 2 Elim. That's number 14 and 15. Number 16, brought the Ayr. Okay? Brought the Sa'ir. 
Okay, correct. Sorry. Now, you have 14 kivasim, right? Left over? So now you, you, you continue the rotation. The 14 kivasim, you, you have 8 left. 8 left in the rotation to get to 24. Okay, so you finish the 8. And how many more parim, kivasim you have? You have 6. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. The first 6 bring uh, kivasim. Okay, so basically on that, uh, on, uh, okay, so that, 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 no, I, I, uh, I, I, I repeat again. The first, listen again, that's not, that's not the cycle. The first 16 is correct, as I said. Now you have 8 left. So in the remaining 8, we divide the kevasim. How do we divide 14 kevasim amongst 8? Mishmarot. So what we do is the first six, meaning starting from 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, they bring two kivasim each. If two kivasim each, so you have two left over, 23 brings one, 24 brings one. So therefore on day one, we went to all 24, six of the Mishmarot are going to bring two kivasim. Good? Okay, now we start day two. Now day two already, we don't start from Mishmar number one. Because Mishmar number one already bought Parim. We want to start from the Mishmar that didn't get to bring a party. We want to give everybody a chance to bring Parim first. Okay, so we start from Mishmar number 14. Right? Because yesterday 1 to 13 brought Parim. So on day two, we start from Mishmar number 14. And how many Parim we have on day two? We have 12. So we go down 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 22, 23, 24, 1. So on day 2 already you went, you finished the cycle, and now already by day 2, you're in doubles already, right? Mishma number 1 already brought 2 parim. Okay? Now, now once you finish with the parim, you continue going down. You have your 2, uh, two aisles. So that would be two and three, mm-hmm. okay? And then you have the sa'ir would be uh, four, okay? Now you have your 14 kibasim, okay? So your, your 14 kibasim, you start going down, uh, which is five, six, seven, eight, nine. You keep on going down. How, no, not everybody gets one there. To finish it down, what's going to happen is, instead of, like yesterday, you had five, uh, six groups, got two. In this case, you have five groups are going to get two kivasim each. So that'll get you to ten. And then you finish with the next four, bring one each, and you finish again the cycle. Now, on the next day, on day three, you pick up where you left off from day two. Who's the last one that brought apart? Mishra number one. And you start from Mishra number two, right? He starts bringing the parin, I only have... 11. Then you go down to 11. So those guys all now are already on their second time around. Continue with the two Elim, one Sa'ir. Now you still got your 14 Kibasim. On the third day, now only four groups get doubles. That takes you to eight. Right? And then you finish the six. One each. So you finish the cycle. Okay? And continue doing that. So you get to the last day, I think you understand the, 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 the process already. On the last day, it's exactly 24 korbanot. So it's one each. Why? Because on the last day, it's seven parim, 
You're down to seven. You got two kevasim. I'm sorry, two ilim. That's nine. One sa'ir. That's ten. Plus the fourteen kevasim is twenty-four. So by the last day, every mishmar gets one. Comes out seventy parim were brought. That means each mishmar or seven each mishmar really got three shots, except two of them. And uh, that, 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 that's the cycle. So basically, they split the korbanot evenly amongst the mishmarot. Okay, that's the uh, that's the hadush. Now let's read that inside. Yom tov arishon shel hag. Hayu sham yud gimel parim elim shenayim v'sa'id echad nishtayiru sham yud dalit kevasim shmona mishmarot. This shmona mishmarot. You have fourteen kevasim in eight mishmarot. How do you divide 14 in the remaining 8 Mishmarot? Bayom Rishon, Shisha Makrimim Shnaim. Six of those Mishmarot bring two Kivasim each. Right? That's 12. So you have two more. Shnaim Shnaim. Vashar Echad Echad. And the last two Mishmarot, meaning Mishmarot number 23 and 24, bring one each. Vashini, on day two, again, remember on day two, you're starting the Parim from number 14. Okay, so you go all the way down the list, and you end up at number one. Right, you go all the way down the list because you're bringing thir- twelve this time, and at number one, man, you continue bringing the two uh, elim and the one sa'id. Now hamisha makribim shnayim shnayim. The next five will bring two kibasim each. That takes you to. Ten kevasim, bashar, and the remainders, echad, echad. They will bring one kevas each. Okay, that gets it again, 14 kevasim. Bashirishi, dalit makribim shnaim shnaim, bashar echad echad. Barbi'i, shlusha makribim shnaim shnaim, bashar echad echad. Bahamishi, shnaim makribim shnaim shnaim, bashar echad. Bashishi, echad makribim shnaim, bashar echad echad. Bashivi, so basically, you see the 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 uh, the system. Right? Basically, the Mishnah is giving you the first day six Mishmarot brought to Kivasim, the next day five Mishmarot brought to Kivasim, four, three, two. To the last day, it was one, one per. Okay. Let's read Rashi quickly here for a second. Start from the beginning. Yom Tov Rishon Shel Chag. All the Mishmarot all the regel. All the Mishmarot went up to the regel. Beshesh Eslem Mehen Makribim Shesh Eslem Bemotalalo. The first sixteen Mishmarot bring the first sixteen. All the Mishmarot are equal in their, what they get for the Regal. Which is the Mishmar of that Shabbat cannot say, hey, it's my rotation week. No, no. On the holiday, you're all equal. Because no. they did have, they did have a, 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 a yearly cycle where every week another Mishmar served. The Mishmar of that week cannot come along and say, hey, all the Qurbanot this week are mine. It's on my, uh, my watch. No, 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 no. Once the holiday comes, everybody is equal. Let's just read that she one, one cycle down. Yom HaRishon. Shayu shimona mishmarot liyudalit kibasim. But you have eight mishmarot left. Because the first 16 brought the first 16 Qurbanot. Now to finish the 24, you have eight left. So you have to divide 14 kibasim amongst... The remaining eight. So that she says, Shisha Mishra Mishimona, you will give Shanaim, Shikolahat, Menarish, Naim, Shemasakimashiar, Shnaim and Notarot, Makribot, Ahatahat. Now let's just read one more cycle in Nashi. Bashini, Shinit Maete Hadmina Parim. 
you took out one of the parim, it was very, 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 a simple calculation. He sent you to have one less par, so now you have nine left over for your kibasim. So what you do is, you, you'd, uh, you have more, more mishmarot can bring now one. So therefore you just do five mishmarot doubled, and then the rest... We'll bring one each. Rashi. Hamisha mi makli mishanaim. Shnaim are asara vashar. Arba notarot makribot kolachad kevesad and so on and so forth. Good. Back to the Mishnah. Beshemini. Now Shemini aseret hazu the pious. They went back to the lottery. Kibir galim like on the regular galim, which means don't think they continued the cycle. For Shemini Atzeret, Shemini Atzeret is considered a separate holiday, and therefore they brought a par on that day. But don't think the par you pick up from the from the uh, from the Mishmah that you left off. No, no, no. Shemini Atzeret, everybody goes back into the hat, and they take a new lottery to who's going to bring the korbanot for Shemini Atzeret. Amru mishekriv parim ayom lo yakriv lemachar ela chazim halila. The Mishnah just gives us the rule. The rule was, whoever brought parim today, mm-hmm. you don't bring tomorrow. We start with the tomorrow. next mishmar. Right. Like we said, the first 13, right? The first 13 brought uh, uh, their uh, parim, etc. And then you start the next day from number 14. Right? You always pick up the following day from the mishmar, the last mishmar that brought the parim. You don't repeat. I mean, you don't continue just where you left off the kevasim. Right, you close the cycle of parim, and that's what the Mishnah concludes. parim Whoever wrote parim today, lo halila. We go back according to the cycle. Let us say that the author of our Mishnah is Rabbi and not Rabbanan. Why? The Tanya par the par that comes on the Shemini Atzeret. They would make a lottery for it. That's the opinion of Rabbi. Hachamim say that no. One of the two Mishmarot that didn't get a third shot on the Parim of Sukkot. Now it's Mashma. Who's the one that says lottery on the eighth day? Rabbi. Hachamim say. No, on the eighth day of Shemini Atzeret, you just give it to one of the two Mishmarot that didn't get a third shot. So it's Masra that how Mishnah is following the B, because he's the one that says lottery. Give it us a feel Timur Banan. Even the rabbis made a lottery. Why? But the two Mishmarot, did you have to make a lottery amongst them? So therefore you can even say the Mishnah lottery means you make a lottery amongst the two remaining Mishmarot. Now, Keman Azla Hadetanya. Who is the following Brighter going like? All the Mishmarot get two chances and even three chances to bring Parot. Chutz Mishne Mishmarot. Except for two Mishmarot Shonot, Ve'en Mishalshot. Okay? That they didn't bring three. Well, Neymar Rabbi Velo Rabbanan. Because according to Rabbanan, really, the next day at Shemini Atzir, one of those Mishmarot is going to get a third shot. So technically the statement that says two Mishmarot didn't get three shots is not accurate according to the rabbis. It's only accurate according to 
רבי, זה כמרה סדה, זה כמרה זנצה, כמרה זנצה, אפילו תמר בנן, הכלים יוצאים לבנן, מי לא שלישו בפרי החג? זה נגד ה-third shot of פרי החג, I'm just discussing סוכות, but you're right, they got a third shot when it comes to שמיני ארץ הערת, ומי כמה שמעלן, so then the question is, חזק ברוך הוא מסתרדוש, you're telling me, I know mathematics, you're telling me that what, that on the סוכות פנים, Everybody got three shots except two. That's obvious. We do the math. So they go, no, Kamash Ma'alan, Kamash Ma'alan, Mishikrit Parim Ayom, no Yekrit Lumachar. Elochazim Hadila. It's teaching you you got to go through the rotation first. That's the Hadush. Don't think you just start off, you know, every day from the same Mishmarot. No, whoever brought today, you start from the, continue with the next Mishmar. That's the Hadush, okay? Amar Rabbi El-Azhar. Hani Shiv'im Parim Keneged Mi. Okay, now the 70 parim that you're bringing on Sukkot. What are they corresponding? Keneged what? Keneged Shiv'im Umot. That's Keneged the 70 nations of the world. Par Yehidi Lama. The one par that you brought on Shemini Atzeret. What is that corresponding? Keneged Umay Yehidah. That's the one nation, meaning Ab Yisrael. Mashal Lemelech Basar Badam. She'amal Abadab Asuli Sa'udah Gedolah. He told all the servants, I make me a Sa'udah Gedolah. The Sa'udah Gedolah represents the 70 parim. Mm-hmm. Yom Aharon, on the last day, Amar Le'ohavo. He tells his beloved one, Aseli Sa'udah Ketana. You, let's make a small little private Sa'udah. Kedish Enim and Chasal enjoy you. So it means the seven days of Sukkot are the seventy days of the world. Shemni Atzeret. That's the holiday with us and Borei Olam. That's the one part. Amar B'Yohanan, Oilahem Neomot Olam. Woe to the Goyim, She'avdu. They lost out. They don't know what they lost. Why? They didn't realize during Sukkot, the 70 Qurban was mechaper on all the goyim. They got kapar out of getting protected because of these Qurbanim. Today that we don't bring these Qurbanot, who is atoning for them? So they, were, they destroyed the Medhamidah, but they lost out as well.